Evening, Mr. Marawa. I think this makes sense. Uh, the thing that the minister gave the training a go ahead. Um, you know, I think it makes sense because at this time, it's not only the leadership in football, but the working with the government and the health ministry. I think because we don't know where this virus is going to end. Let's just resume this. Plus, diseases are not so dangerous to sports people. Am I lying, Mr. Minister? I think I'm not lying. So I think let's just let's let them train. Then, if possible, go back to playing. We need to see the beautiful game. Thank you, Mr. Minister and Mr. Robert Marawa. This is Moses McQueen of Hamukokwaila. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. Robbie, Robbie, my man, how's it? Uh, I hear the minister there, Rob. Rob, you know what? <coughs> I fear disaster, Rob. Players are going to get uh, affected by this coronavirus, my brother. Especially this winter time. So, if I have powers, I will call this league of my men, Gikia Chiefs, their cup, two teams obligation, two teams in Europe. That's all. Robert, uh, our players will be in danger. Trust me, Rob. They need more rest them back. Thanks, Rob. Good evening, Bob Marao. Thanks very much to Minister for giving premiership equal ahead to Mr. Marao party. I think what we have to consider now is that are the people who are associated with the football safe? Because that is the main important thing that you must look at. Not just, just to say football must come back, but when we look at uh, other factors, we find that we still got a lot of work to be done. I Rob, is Jabuye in investment. Rob, Ben Funanjubuza. Amanyama players, we are Shiva Makama, with Abuba never infected. Abanye Abshiwo. For example, the case of Chiefs, Gushuan Jute, Unabaka Albi Chiefs, our petrified virus. Kota Abanye Bayashi, Mamakama, like Mutuari, we pirates, Nalo, we Celtic, if I'm not mistaken, Gwenzuayin. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's a, a very important point that you're raising as far as the naming of the players who are uh, infected by the coronavirus. Uh, it was quite strange that, uh, you know, as much as we do respect clubs and their decisions, but it was quite strange that Chiefs took the line that they're not going to be uh, telling the public uh, who it is. I mean, we had all known, you know, whether it was Mikel Arteta who was coaching who was coaching Arsenal, was probably the one person who then triggered the EPL uh, to hold back and not carry on playing football. Then we saw Juventus, people like Blaise Matuidi or Daniel Rugani of Juventus, all of them. Paulo Diabala as well was there. He was infected. They spoke about it. I spoke about uh, Djokovic just now, tennis player. Um, I think there was even um, Albin Nagal from Sampdoria. He was also infected uh, by the coronavirus. And Luca Killian as well was another big name uh, that comes to mind. Ezekiel Garay of Valencia, 
Eliko and Mangala, huh? Remember him from uh, from Valentia as well. Another one that says, so I think clubs release the names, even, you know, personalities, they do that, who have. Um, Shahan Ramkisun of uh, ENCA just the other day, you know, went public, said, hey, guys, I've got this. So why others choose not to mention, I don't know. Uh, and I'd also heard from Moses saying that the disease does not affect sports people. I don't think so, Moses. These are sports people that I've just mentioned now. Doesn't doesn't matter how healthy you are. You can have muscles popping out behind your ears or on your nostril. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. It's it's not about that. If it's I'm not a doctor though. Dr. Tulani Gwenya is and he's a staff uh, chief medical officer. He joins me on the line. Doc, thanks so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening, Rob, and good evening to all your listeners. Hey, this disease is not for healthy people. <laughs> or sports people. She's healthy. For everyone. <laughs> no, this disease is a disease for everyone, uh, Rob. It affects everyone equally. It doesn't matter what color you are, whether you're active or not, whether you're an athlete or not. It affects everyone equally. So people with the perception that, hey, let's just get the, the league back running, let the guys play, these guys are fit anyway, they're not going to be affected. How do you answer that? Because that, that's the kind of tone and lingo that is out there. Yeah, you see, again, it is, uh, this COVID-19 is new to everyone in the whole world. So I understand that people will have uh, certain perceptions and it's our responsibility to teach or rather to educate them uh, about this thing. If you are healthy and fit, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will not be infected. It's just like having a cold. A cold can actually, you can get a cold when you are very, very fit or rather super fit. But even with this virus, it can actually cause a severe disease even in fit athletes. For instance, if you've got an underlying medical condition and you're super fit still and you're training, you can actually get this virus because of that underlying condition you can find yourself hospitalized. All right, Doc, let's get down to the business of football. And, and I know that you are, you're the person that's at the forefront of all of this. We spoke to the minister. I'm sure you, you heard what he said. And uh, against much of the speculation from people uh, that thought that he had just given the thumbs up for football to uh, play, the minister obviously has corrected that. Uh, give us where we are medically and what needs to then happen for uh, clubs to fulfill what it is that they have to fulfill to be able to then train. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Rob. And I, I, I actually thank the minister for clarifying that because as you saw, perhaps maybe Safa has also released a statement that we are welcoming the announcement because uh, it is actually um, almost ratifying the hard work that we have put or rather the hard work that we have put together as as, as doctors, as uh, as both NSL and, and SAFA and consulting other people who are other specialists like epidemiologists, public health uh, scientists and occupational health specialists and putting together this document. Then it says our hard work really, really, really paid off. So now that uh, we have been given the green light, I, I've said uh, this before. Now the first step is the, the work begins now. First step is written 
to training. That's what the document is talking about. Because many, the, many, the, the I, I understand that government is actually saying you can go ahead with the document that you have given us. And that document has different stages. The first stage is to return to training. And in order for us to return to training, there are some things, there are some boxes that we need to tick. Firstly, we need to test everyone. Everyone needs to be tested and everyone needs to test negative for them to be allowed back to training. The second thing, each team needs to appoint a compliant officer that will make sure that they are, they, they are, they, they are complying with all, all these things that we have put on that document. The third thing, each team needs to have a consulting doctor. That is also key because now we are dealing with a virus that is uh, deadly. So it's very important that we have a, a doctor, each team having a doctor. And then the fourth issue is that each field, training field, needs to be sanitized or disinfected. That is also key. This is, is this is the main things among many that are there, including not sharing of bottles, uh, including a, a, a screening every day, including them uh, showering at home instead of uh, their decision. This is amongst many, but these are the key fundamental things. Once we have graduated from that, then uh, because SAFA has appointed me as the compliance officer, then I and we as SAFA are accountable to government. I will then have to report back to government to say, the first stage we have passed now. Now, can we prepare for the next stage, which is then when we're actually going to get perhaps even dates for resumption of the games. So that's, that's how it's actually going to be done. Mm. And is there a certain time, let's say then they've all tested, all the clubs have tested, um, I can't say they've all tested negative because we saw yesterday that that's yeah. not the case. You know, so yeah. the clubs that are affected, let me, let me actually just start with that. So the clubs that are affected with positive results, whether it's from staff members or from the playing personnel, does yeah. that then automatically negate them from being able to go to training? Not really, Rob. Remember, right now, I'd want to assume or rather believe that uh, I would want to believe because that has been a strict instruction that no team has had an interaction where all the players have come together in, in, in terms of perhaps team training. I want to I want to believe that. So if but, if uh, then but that's you can, you, 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 you'd also believe though. Sorry to throw this, and I can tell from your laughter that you know what I'm going to say. But you also believe though, Doc, that there have been clubs that have decided because they are very smart, they are very clever, they don't have to listen, that they've gone ahead and trained despite all of this that has been laid down. You, you, you're right, Rob. That still needs to be researched properly for me to actually uh, uh, perhaps advise. But if then we have clubs that have done like that, it will simply mean because of contact, everyone needs to go on self-quarantine, unfortunately. Everyone will have to go on self-quarantine if then they test positive and if those people have started training. But for those that haven't started training, it simply means that those that have tested positive will be the ones that are going to, to, to be isolated or quarantined. And then those that have tested negative will have to start this staggered approach of training. Because remember, even that document talks about staggered training. You can't go full-blown, everyone training. First, with the proposal, the recommendation is that perhaps it's not prescriptive, but it's a recommendation to say first week we have training of individuals within the same pitch, but observing this physical distancing. Second week, then you can have group training, and then the third week, then you can have full-blown training. That's, that is a recommendation 
to try and make sure that we, we, we minimize the risk as possible. It's a recommendation, but it's also a plausible one, though, Doctor, because if you look at international trends, they've done exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and, 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 and Rob, that actually helps us because we always keep on learning from them. They started already. Yes. As much as we cannot directly compare, like I've mentioned before, because of our steady rise of, of, of mm. cases and the fact that we are in winter, Bona, they are out, they are going out of winter, uh, but we still learn. Uh, the methods and the things that they are actually doing there and uh, when we're learning from them to apply in our situation and in our condition and we try to customize whatever that we have learned to fit our situation here in South Africa. Because that's the first phase, but then as the South African Football Association, of which you're the uh, chief medical officer as well, you can't have a yeah. football game without referees. So they are also yes. a, 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 another sector that have to be taken yes. care of how far are you in terms of that process, and how different is their process compared to the process that we're currently chatting about? The, the, the document is quite clear, Rob. It says whatever, whoever is going to come to that biological safe environment, be it uh, referees, be it officials, other officials, everyone needs to follow the same process if they are going to go to the biological safe environment. And even with the referees, as I, I spoke with the, with the head of the, ref, the referees, uh, Mr. Masikwa, to say now we need to start uh, the process because even with the referees, before they, uh, they start, uh, even though they can train, they can observe the social distancing, but before they start training, they need to test first, and then they'll be tested the second time, just like any other club, before they come into the biological safe environment. So it applies across board. While you were on hold, an interesting question came through, and maybe you can guide us along, because, again, it's, it's a new experience for all of us. Um, yes. When others don't disclose who in the team has tested yes. positive, but we can always go back to a Ben Motswari, uh, etc., who we know tested, the club just had no issue in informing, and we've got to commend Orlando Pirates for taking that step. But we saw yesterday, Kaiser Chiefs chose not to name their players. What is their protocol? Is there an expectation? What is the guideline in terms of that? And what do you benefit from naming, and what do you benefit from not naming? Okay. Rob, uh, this one is quite a, it's, it's quite a gray area. Why am I saying that? Ethically, as a doctor that tests a, an, an athlete, that athlete becomes my patient. And then there's an issue of doctor-patient confidentiality. For me to disclose that a player A has tested positive, I'll need consent from player A. So that, again, is a technical issue, but it's a, a gray area. But now, when dealing with COVID-19, is a, is a public health issue. It's not, it's not mostly about the person that tested positive. It's about the next person that might get infected. Hence, the regulations by government trying to, to curb the spread of the virus or trying to stop you from infecting the next person and we're wearing uh, masks mm -hmm. and we are sanitizing and and and, and. so so this there's a great there is a great area there so it might happen i i'm not sure what really happened with with the two teams so it might happen that with uh, with Orlando Pirates the player consented 
for them to actually, for the doctor to disclose, because the doctor has to disclose to management, and then management can then uh, uh, take out a statement. But it might also happen that at Kaiser Chiefs, the, 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 the player said, no, 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 I don't want to be named. And then in that case, then, uh, it becomes a medical legal issue if you then have to to, 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 to breach the patient-doctor confidentiality. However, having said that, Rob, but it's still our responsibility as doctors to say perhaps to our to our club, or rather the all members of the club, including the players, we've got two athletes that tested positive. Therefore, uh, we are now all of us going to self-quarantine because of, 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 of the contact. So that then it becomes our responsibility. And it becomes our responsibility to inform the public because this is a public health issue. But in terms of naming the person, it's quite it's a great area because medical legally, you can, you can be taken to the cleaners if you don't have written consent. Okay. All right. So, Doc, I was going to ask you a couple of more questions, but if there's anything I've left out, please feel free in the 30 seconds I've got before news uh, to mention that to all our listeners. Yeah, I just want to um, reassure the listeners that, your listeners, that uh, we are doing our best uh, to make sure that the player's health comes first. Hence, even this approach has to be a very careful and cautious approach, and we need to make sure that we adhere to each and every point in that document. That will actually make us to achieve our goal. So we are doing the best that we could, and people must uh, get the reassurance that we'll try our level best. We can't completely eliminate the risk, but we'll try our, our level best to minimize the risk to the lowest as possible. As always, the clarity that comes out of you, Doc, I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, Safa's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tulani Nguenya, I thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, Rob. All right. I know lots of questions, but we'll take it step by step. So there's a compliance issue. You go back to training. And as you heard from the doctor, there must be a compliance, compliant officer, there must be a consulting doctor. The field where you're going to be training must be sanitized or disinfected, etc., etc.